This is John Finnamore's Souvenir Programme. OK, uh, initial here to indicate your sole driver. Mm -hmm. uh, here to say you're responsible for speeding fines mm -hmm. and uh, sign here. Mm -hmm. And you're done. Thank you very much. OK, have a great holiday. See you in a week. Enjoy the car. Oh, I will. Although, I bet you I crash it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope, no, let's hope not, sir. Thank no, you. seriously. I bet I do. I bet I crash it. Why, you not a good driver? No, no, I'm an excellent driver. I've never crashed a car in my life. I've just got a funny feeling about this one. <laughs> Tell you what. Let's have a little flutter on it. Let's see. 70 quid says, I crashed this car in the next week. What do you mean? Just a bit of fun. Look here, 70 quid, right now, you take that, and if I'm wrong and I don't crash, you win, you can keep it, but if I win the bet and crash the car, then you pay up. OK, look, you're starting to worry me now, sir. I think I'm going to have to cancel the rental. No, no, wait, I, I, I'm just not putting it very well. What I meant to say was, can I take out insurance? <laughs> oh, yes, of course, that's £10 a day, so 70 for the week. Great, here you are. Bet you I do crash it. You're on. <laughs> Congratulations, it's a human. Oh, right, okay, so, uh... Hello. Oh, uh, good, hello, sorry, I'm new. I know, welcome, new player. So, have you played anything like this before? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Not to worry, it's one of those where it looks complicated to start with, but you pretty quickly get the hang of it. Do you want a quick tutorial? Uh, go on, then. Great, okay, so you're playing this guy. Right. And basically, you're the whole universe. Great. Yeah. It's a bit more complicated than that, strictly speaking, but that'll get you started. Right. Now, uh, controls. Uh, these are your hands. Uh, these are your feet. Oh, right, yeah. And you can move them. Ooh. <laughs> Fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, this huge shape mm -hmm. is your mum. Uh, she's part of you, too, mm -hmm. and you can go to her for food, health, or help at any time. Oh, great. This is going to be easy. <laughs> <clears throat> now, I... <laughs> I misspoke before. Hmm? You're not actually the whole universe. Oh, really? Yeah, there are actually some things that aren't part of you. They're called things. Ah. But don't worry, you can interact with any of them using your hands, feet and mouth. Try it. Ooh! <laughs> I know. Cool, isn't it? <laughs> so, some stuff just comes hardwired. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, grab this. Yep. Suck this. Oh, This is nice. Oh. This is nasty. <laughs> Great, so that's all working. <laughs> Otherwise, when you find a new thing, just do stuff to it and see what happens. <laughs> Little strategy tip, if in doubt, put it in your mouth. <laughs> OK, uh, now there is a special category of things mm -hmm. called people. Mm -hmm. They are things like you, but not you. Right? Yeah, one of them is your mum, who, sorry, again I misspoke, is not, after all, part of you. Are you sure? Yeah, we've looked into it, she's her own thing. <laughs> one of the ways we know is that she and all people and things continue to exist when you can't see them. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Isn't it? But the reason is, you're not actually not the whole universe. Mm. You're not even the centre of the universe. Well, I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> You'd think, wouldn't you? But it turns out, no. Oh, so what is then? We're still working on that. <laughs> but it's not you or anyone, because there are different people and they see and think different things depending on where they are and what they're like. OK, look, this is all getting pr pr pretty complicated. Can, can we just go back to the level where I was the centre of the universe? I, I like that one. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> but no. 
Still, the good news is you can figure out people the same way you figured out things. Just do stuff to them, see how they react, and uh, go from there. Right. Great. Uh, there's loads more, like ethics and love and the ancient Romans and how to water ski, mm. uh, but you have to pick all of that up from characters in-game. <laughs> okay. Great. Have fun. See you at the end. The end? Your mum will explain. Bye! Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, wait. What's the aim of the game? I mean, how do you win... Oh, well, it'll probably be obvious. <laughs> Hello, love. What's up? What is this I hear? Can it be true that you plan to raise the poor townspeople's taxes yet again? Well, no. No, not all of them. Only the richest merchants. And only to pay for a drinking well to provide fresh... Enough! I have no use for your weaselly excuses. I demand you abandon your cruel tax plans or else I will... I will... ride naked through the streets of Coventry. Right. Well, obviously I'd rather you didn't. (laughs) You don't sound very concerned. No, I am. It's just, um... This is what you always say. I don't. You do a bit. Um, Release the prisoners or I'll ride naked through the streets of Coventry. Cease charging duty on ale or I'll ride naked through the streets of Coventry. Take the bins out or I'll ride naked. (laughs) I mean, I do always give in, but... Well, but what? I just can't help wondering if you quite want to ride naked through the streets of Coventry. How dare you! I mean, it's not even as if we live in Coventry. (laughs) You take that back this instant, or or I shall ride naked through the streets of Coventry. All right, I'll take it back. I can tell you don't mean it. I'll see you in a couple of hours. Michael, come in. So good of you. Not at all. No, all I wanted to say was we are so pleased to have your show on Radio 4. Absolutely a pillar of the schedule. Wouldn't change a thing. Oh, good. Except. Yes? Well, we thought it might be rather fun this time round to give it a signature tune. A signature tune? Yeah, just to, you know, cue the show up, let newer listeners know what it's all about. Oh. Oh, what sort of thing did you have in mind? This is just an idea, although, fair warning, it's my idea, so it's what we'll be doing. Um, (laughs) Something like this. Take it away, guys. Are there ethical issues you're conflicted about? Complex dilemmas full of nuance and doubt. Well, cheer up, cos here comes a show that sorts them all out. Welcome to the moral maze. We'll get our expert witnesses set up in a line Then I'll extra yours And you can vilify mine It'll all be done and dusted by a quarter to nine Welcome to the moral maze Let's find out which one's right It's either black or white So much easier without those pesky greys We'll have a good old chat And sort the whole thing out Welcome to the moral maze I'd abolish prisons and set murderers free I'd lock up litterers and swallow the key Good Lord, it makes you wonder how we'll ever agree Down here in the moral maze And though I think you'll find I'll never change my mind Doesn't matter much what anybody says Still come on anyhow Let's have a lovely row Come and have a quarrel in the maze that's moral Welcome to the moral maze Join Miss Matthew Welcome to the moral maze Let's just upgrade that Welcome to the moral maze
What do you think, Michael? Oh, I'd love it, just so long as I get to sing it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Patsy Straightwoman. Welcome to the animal interview sketch. <laughs> yeah, I interview animals now. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe they'll let me have some jokes. But I'm also not holding my breath. <laughs> this evening, I'm joined by Reggie, who's a mayfly. Reggie, welcome. Yes. So, so, Reggie, not only are you a mayfly, I believe I'm right in saying you're, in fact, the oldest living mayfly in the whole wide pond. Oh, yes. Do you mind me asking exactly how old you are? In ten minutes' time, I will be 22 hours old. That's marvellous. And have you had a good life, looking back? Oh, yes. Yeah, wonderful times. Especially the morning. <laughs> Grand times we had in the morning. You must have seen great changes over your life. Oh, yes. It used to be dark. <laughs> dark? Oh, yes. All this, all round here, it all used to be dark. As far as you could see. And you couldn't. <laughs> what are your most vivid memories? Oh, well, uh, midday, of course. That was an hell of a party. Uh... All the more so, because it came right after the great drizzle of 20 past 11. That must have been a terrible time. Oh, the drizzle, yeah, it was. Mind you, it brought us together. These young mayflies have only known the sunniness of the afternoon. I can't imagine the feeling of camaraderie we had during the drizzle. <laughs> All bound together by hoping the drizzle would stop. Do you have any regrets? I never had lunch. <laughs> People say lunch can be a wonderful thing, but I don't know, somehow I never felt hungry. What? Why do you think that was? Who knows? Maybe it's just the way I'm made. They're like, for instance, my mouth parts are vestigial. Are they? Vestigial? Oh, yes, completely vestigial they are. I reckon God, when he was designing the mayfly, he got to the mouth and he thought, you know what? You're not going to have time to eat, I won't bother. So... H hang on, how are you talking to me now? Do you really want to pull on that thread? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, I scared. Reggie, forgive me, it seems in some ways a rather sad life. You reckon? Nah. Now, what you've got to remember, before I was a mayfly, I spent four long years as a naiad. Did you? Oh, yeah. Grotty little thing, swimming about in a dark, cold pond, trying not to get eaten. And then, on the very last day of my life, Suddenly, I can fly and I spend all day having sex. <laughs> it's a hell of a way to go. Reggie the Mayfly, thank you. Nick. Hmm? Oh, Ed, hi. hi. Hi, how are you? Yeah, no, good, really good. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, um, what are you up to? Oh, you know, the same, working away. Keeping busy then? Yeah, yeah. You? Yeah, yeah, same. Great. And Heather? Yeah, yeah, she's doing good, doing good. Matt? Yep, yep, yep. Good. Yeah. Well, good to see you, mate. Ah, yeah, you too. Uh, we must uh, we must go for a drink or something, catch up properly. No, uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, let's do that, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, like, week of the eight? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm... Well, yeah, check and let me know. OK, uh, hang on a I, minute. I don't mean, now, are you actually... Oh, sorry, did you not mean... Well, uh, no, sure, let's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, right, OK. Let's get it in the diary now, sure. Sure, sure. OK. I mean, if you, if you want to... Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, OK, well, I can do the 8th. I can't do the 8th. Uh, can't do the 9th or 10th. Uh, can do the 11th. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so can I. 
Can you? Yep. Right, well, um, I'll put it in. Sure, why not? Thursday the 11th. Okay. I mean, assuming we do both want to meet up, which we do, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, if you do. Oh, yeah, I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm very keen to meet. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Uh, very keen to properly catch up on how you're not bad. Yeah, no, me too. Can't wait to really drill down into the numbers of how you're pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah, you've probably got pictures on your phone that demonstrate how Heather's doing good. I do. Loads of them. <laughs> Doubtless you have some that show how Matt is... Yep. 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 <laughs> OK, so, in the diary it goes, then. Well, good. That's where I want it. Right there in the diary. I will do it. I hope you do. Right. Drink with... All right. All right. Something you up? win. Yeah. Sorry, mate, I've just remembered I've got a baby that day. <laughs> You've got a baby that day? I mean, I promised the baby I'd take it to Scouts. <laughs> you know. I know. Yeah. Oh, well, no worries. Maybe some other time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe April. Well, don't say another date. <laughs> now, here's something I couldn't fit into a sketch. The taps... In the sink, in my bathroom, in my new flat, don't have markings on them to tell you which is hot and which is cold. I know I am history's most tragic hero. <laughs> and, and not only that, the hot tap takes a while to run hot, so you can be waiting for ages and find that you've been waiting patiently for the cold tap to run hot. Only, I don't like to boast, but I'm a you know, pretty smart guy, so what I started doing was running both taps and putting one hand under each until one of them started to run hot. Yeah, pretty clever, huh? And then, yeah, it eventually it occurred to me that maybe what a really clever guy would do, you know, some kind of complete brainiac boffin, is just remember which of the two taps in his own flat was the hot one. Uh, well, I thought to myself, if I'm going to do that, I need a, a system, a, a mnemonic. And, uh, OK, the cold tap is on the side of the bathroom where the window is, where the cold air comes from, and the hot tap is on the side where my nice warm flat is. Pretty clever, huh? And it, it worked very well. In winter. <laughs> and then the summer came along, and suddenly the sun was beating in through the window and the flat was comparatively cool. And so I had to remember, oh yeah, it's not the way around I think it is, because it was winter then, so the cold tap is on the hot side of the room, which worked. It's, it's not a perfect system. <laughs> It's not, you know, comparable, say, to getting a Sharpie and writing H and C on the taps. <laughs> which I could have done at any point, but haven't. But still, the system worked. Then came autumn. Sometimes it was hotter outside than in the flat. Sometimes it was colder. The system was in ruins. Except it wasn't. The situation was even worse than that. Because do you know what? Eventually, I did learn which tap was which. It turns out... Just muscle memory, living in a flat for a year, no matter how much of an idiot you are, and I think I've demonstrated how much, <laughs> eventually you just learn. This one's hot, this one's cold. I mean, I'm not kidding you, I do it as instinctively as that. <laughs> my mum's really proud. <laughs> but my new problem is my brain doesn't know that I've learned it. <laughs> or it does 
but it's also taught itself that the act of reaching for the taps in the morning is when I do my 20 seconds of thinking about the window system. <laughs> so now, even though the window system is entirely obsolete, my brain, like an incredibly boring uncle who always tells you the same story, starts thinking... Well, it used to be the cold side of the room is where the cold tap was back in the early days. Brain, I know this. Stop it. Stop winter, it. Winter, of course, that was. Then it was summer for yep. a while. Yep. Our system. I know. I know. Now, I remember. Stop thinking autumn. this. You don't know where you are. Yeah, I do know where. I'm washing my hands oh. in hot water right now. You don't need to think about this ever again. <laughs> but it does. Every single day, I am basically bored by my own brain thinking the same pointless story. And now, my only hope is that it's, it's like a ghost. It just wants to be heard. And perhaps I can escape it if I tell its incredibly dull story to enough other people. Thank you for listening. I wonder, uh, Dr. Johnson, what think you of uh, Dr. Priestley's works of theology? Mm, sir, they tend to unsettle everything and yet settle nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent, sir. Quite excellent. I must write that down. Oh, uh, well, if it please you, Boswell. Uh, yes. Unsettle everything and yet... Settle nothing. Settle nothing, I have it. Good, good. And observe, sir, so many mm. good things have you said of late. I have reached the very last page of my pocketbook. Well, oh, indeed, then I must restrain my wit until next you pass a stationer's. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't believe I've filled the whole book already. Indeed. <laughs> and how about you? How are you doing? In what sense, sir? Is your book nearly full too? I have to say, I can't wait to find out which sayings of mine you picked. <laughs> You see, you never write them down at the time, so I have no way of knowing which you later select. Um. <laughs> or, or do you just remember them? Yes! Do you? Which ones? Oh, lots. <laughs> oh, too many to mention. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to pick just one blossom from the bouquet... <laughs> well, uh... Uh... uh I know. Uh, oh, when that, when that chap said he was thinking of marrying again, and you said, <laughs> truly, a triumph of hope over experience. <laughs> that was you. Was it? Yes. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. I wrote it down. Well, <laughs> uh, all right. I'll be, I'll be quite candid with you, sir. I keep no record of your remarks. What did you think we were doing then? Well, <laughs> I thought we were just two friends who write down the interesting stuff each other say, like normal. <laughs> That's what I thought was going on. What did you think was going on? Well, truth be told, I suppose I thought you had an eye on writing a biography of me at some future well, date. Well, sure I do. Ah, well, then all is explained. Your note-taking, as I thought, was preparation for Boswell's Life of Johnson. Aye, and Boswell's Life of Johnson is in very good shape. But I am, as of this evening's conversation, now a bit worried about Johnson's Life of Boswell. <laughs> No, don't tell it, me. It simply hadn't occurred to me. A capital idea, though. I shall begin henceforth. Don't do me any favors. Goodbye, Johnson. Goodbye, Johnson. There's <laughs> <laughs> enough to be getting on with me. Well, since you ask me for a story of lonesome trails and high noons, where the skies go on forever, and so do the fight scenes. It so happens I've got one. It all began after my successful attempt to become the first man to cross the Atlantic by horse. <laughs> Which I must tell you all about some previous time. 
Now, try as he might, a man cannot succeed in such an endeavour without the following consequences. He will be in America with a horse. <laughs> Mine was my favourite steed and the constant companion of my childhood, Mr. Floofy Whiskers. <laughs> so, so called because I'd really wanted a cat and had raised him as such. Well, you know what it's like when you've done a long trip. You never really want to just turn round and go back the same way. So, Mr. Floofy Whiskers and I decided to walk the rest of the way around the world. <laughs> We set off from New York that very afternoon and maintained a good pace. And so, by evening, we were in Arizona. <laughs> Looking for food and board, we moseyed in to a sleepy little one-horse town, at a stroke, turning it into a two-horse town. <laughs> oh, fine, or a one-horse town with a big cat in it. <laughs> as I walked up to the town saloon bar, it was deathly silent within. But as I reached the doors... Everybody began talking, and the pianist started playing. I, I couldn't help feeling a little insulted, frankly. I made my way to the bar and attempted to attract the landlady's attention. Hello, I'm looking... Hello, I'm, I'm looking for... Excuse me. All right, folks, simmer down. Sorry about that. We always do that when strangers come in. We're trying to encourage tourism. <laughs> see... Anyway, howdy, stranger. Uh, very well, thank you. Howdy. <laughs> See, we don't take kindly to strangers in these parts. No, 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 Lucky, remember, we changed the slogan. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> we take kindly to strangers in these parts. So, what can I get you? Uh, bourbon on the rocks and a bucket of milk for my horse. Your horse drinks milk? It's a long story. <laughs> well, look at Mr. Fancy Dan Stranger here with the milk-drinking horse. Anyone else here got a problem with me giving milk to my horse? Well, mister, since you ask, I'm the town vet. <laughs> and, uh, well, cow's milk is too fatty for horses. It'll give him diarrhea. That was it. I am a mild-mannered man, but one thing I will not take from strangers is sensible veterinary advice. <laughs> with that, the fight was on. After that punch, he punched me, and then I punched him back. Then he tried to punch me again, but I ducked, and then I punched him again. But then a second guy came up behind me, and he punched me, and then I punched him, and then I punched the first guy again. Then the second guy... Okay. The, the thing is, it was exciting at the time. But obviously it's not all that interesting to have described to you. I, I tell you what, let's just say we all punched each other for ages and really absolutely ages, and then at the end we all decided I'd won. Say, stranger, you're real good at punching people and being punched by people and sometimes ducking. Yeah, you sure are. We need someone like you to take on Big Bad Bob. I'd heard the name. If what folks said was true, he was as big as he was bad. And as bad as he was Bob. <laughs> if what folks said wasn't true, then I had no idea what he was like. What does a man like that want from a one-horse town like this? Our horse. <laughs> yep. He's coming for it tomorrow. Twenty past noon. Twenty past? Yeah, why? I don't know, it just seems a bit... Never mind. <laughs> well, then I suppose you'll just have to give him your horse. We can't do it, mister. We ain't got no horse. We ain't never had a horse. We just pretended to have one so we didn't look bad in front of the other towns. <laughs> what do you do when people from other towns visit? We tell them the horse has a migraine. <laughs> had to go to bed. If they look suspicious, one of us goes upstairs and walks around in horseshoes. Why would a horse be sleeping in a bedroom? It's not a real horse, mister. 
So what about it? Will you help us out? We'll give you a hundred bucks. I don't know. I'm just passing through. I don't want any trouble. I mean, you say that, but you did just beat us all up because I advised you not to give your horse milk. <laughs> oh, very well. I'll do your dirty work, but I don't want your badge. You don't want a badge? No, I don't. Oh, okay, that works out fine, because we weren't going to give you a badge. Well, good. I mean, what would the badge even say? I don't know, something like, I fought Big Bad Bob and I was a very brave boy. Okay, we won't give you one of them. I mean, fine, if you've had it made already. Oh, we haven't. Just a sticker would do. Nope. Fine, well, I'll just, I'll do it for nothing then. Yeah, I mean, we offered you 100 bucks. I don't want 100 bucks, I wanted a badge. You said you didn't want a badge. I was lying. <laughs> Seems to me a man could buy a lot of badges for 100 bucks. It's not the same if you buy it yourself. <laughs> well, in this life, a man's got to do what a man's got to do, or a man can't have any pudding. <laughs> the next day, I saddled up Mr. Floofy Whiskers. No! <laughs> And rode out onto Main Street on the stroke of noon. I like to be early for appointments. It's just polite. At the stroke of 20 past noon, a stranger arrived. That was fine. On time is fine. It's just lateness I can't stand. Well, I said, I suppose you must be the one they call Big Bad Bob. Something like that? And who are you? I'm the guy who's here to tell you that horse you've come for, you can't have it. I can't have it. You heard me. Oh. I wish they'd let me know that before I set out here. You mean they, they told you to come here? Well, of course. You think I just turn up to random towns at 20 past noon on the off chance? They said they had a horse for me. Take the Englishman's horse! That was our plan all along. Sure was. Oh, now, wait a minute. This isn't their horse to give. <laughs> yes, I know, Mr. Floofy Whiskers. There's not time to get into that right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. I've had this horse since he was a kitten. <laughs> if you want him, you're gonna have to fight me for him. Yeah, fight him! Don't worry, Bob, he's terrible. We let him win, but it took ages. No, <laughs> Now, don't fret, stranger. I ain't gonna fight you for your horse. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go away. <laughs> go away? Yeah, obviously you don't want to sell me your horse. Fine, I'll go and try and buy one somewhere else. I wish folks would stop assuming I'm some kind of psychopath just because I'm a big guy with a deep voice and black hats happen to flatter my skin tone. <laughs> but if what people say is true, you are as bad as you are Bob. Okay, then. What people say isn't true. Do you know what? I even considered that. Listen, mister... <laughs> I'm just a traveling artisan trying to get my wares to Flagstaff. My horse died on the way. I'd like to buy or rent another one. That's it. I'm just generally in the market for a horse. <laughs> oh, you, you take a rental? Yeah, of course I'll take a rental. And, and an artisan, you say? Well, what's your trade? Oh, nothing that it interests you, as it happens. Uh, I'm a professional badge maker. Are <laughs> oh, you? Sure. That's why they call me Big Badge Bob. And so, stranger, that's why I wear this battered tin star that simply reads, I rented Bob my horse. <laughs> and I was a very brave boy. <laughs> Good night. 
John Finnamore's souvenir programme was written and performed by John Finnamore with Margaret Cable Smith, Simon Kane, Laurie Lewin, and Carrie Quinlan. Original music was written by Susanna Pierce and performed by Susanna Pierce and Sally Stairs. The producer was Ed Morris, and it was a BBC Studios production. And Patsy Straightwoman is currently appearing in Panto as Baron Setter. <laughs> <laughs>